Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for today and for another opportunity to gather with our each other, Lord, the family in your body, Lord, our brothers and sisters in Christ, God, to discuss your word, to teach and admonish, Lord, and to help others grow in you, God, and to see the fruit that you bring forward in your plans, God. And I thank you for everything that you've been blessing us with, Lord, and that we're in a season of thanksgiving and jubilee, God, that you have set us free from the hand of the enemy, God, and the traps that he is trying to lay, God, that we find freedom in your name, Lord, and that we have the opportunity to bring others into that freedom that we experience in you, God. So we just thank you for it and your Holy Spirit that you have sent to guide us through these devotionals, Lord, and that you have given us to be with us each and every day, God, to guide us through the little things as well as the big things, God. And I just thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. I don't know about you all, but I'm excited to get back into our study in Romans, and we're still in chapter 11, for those of you just joining us, and we are going to reread verses 17 through 24. Mm-hmm. There were some more things that the Holy Spirit had on people's hearts to share, and, you know, all scripture is good, and for us to learn more of who God is and understand Him and His ways and how it applies to our life. So, could I get a volunteer to reread those scriptures, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well said. Because of unbelief they were broken off, and you stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. Therefore consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fell severity, but towards you goodness. If you continue in his goodness, otherwise you also will be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut out of the olive tree which is wild by nature and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these who were who are natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? Amen. So the floor is open for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. All right? So okay. who would like to begin? I'll go. All right, promise. Okay, Lord wanted me to talk about... Wait. Let me go back. So, Lord wanted me to build off what Lachau said. Okay. I don't really remember the verse, but Lord just wanted me to build off what Lachau said. Okay. Okay, well, remind us, sir. 
So the Lord's talking talking to me about that the Lord that the Lord's not limiting that the Lord the Lord's not going. All right, I can't take any more Christians, so you got you can't be grafted in in. How the Lord, also the Lord doesn't cut off a branch and go, whoa, I, Billy, I'm going to have to cut you off so Jimmy here can get in. And how, with the Lord, there's no such thing as too much. Just, just like when he created the earth, he didn't go, wow, this earth is so big. I, Jesus, I need you to help me with this because I can't do this by myself. They were one, so they created it together. But he wasn't lacking in power or ability. He was able to do exactly what he set out to do, what he determined that he was going to do. So God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one, and they're equal. So Jesus is the Word, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So amen to that. He is able to do what he said he would do and to do things that seem impossible. Is that what you were working? talking about yes and also the lord's not he's not going all right i can't take any more christians so you can't be grafted in until there's another spot for you that's right go ahead sweetheart and how i couple devotion i'm not sure if it was during the between time but a couple devotionals ago mom was talking about he wants he wants the whole heavenly community, not just half of it. Mm-hmm. And how, in order to get that, he can't be limited. That's right. That's right. He is the ultimate example of unconditional love and, um, and parenting in that. He doesn't have favorites. He's not limited. No matter how many human beings exist or ever existed, he's still full of love and compassion, grace, and mercy towards them. And everyone gets the same amount. Everyone, the same love that he loved Jesus Christ with is the love that he has towards us. So he's not limited in any way, shape, or form. He's got enough love for everybody and enough room for everyone who's willing to come in. He's got a place for them, right? Yes. Amen. Go ahead, sweetie. And then last devotional, you were talking about how we're not the... we're not the replacement family. And so Laura's talking to me about how being grafted in is adding to. That's right. Amen. And how with the tree, usually when you watch a tree, like Mr. Dean's side of his backyard, he, I believe he has a crepe myrtle. Mm-hmm. And how it keeps <laughs> growing and how branches don't keep popping off and Mr. Dean, Mr. Dean comes back one day and there's no crepe myrtle. There has to be work for that, but saying that aside, <laughs> the crepe myrtle keeps growing, and there's new branches every, I'm not going to say every day, but there's new branches. That was it. So, let me ask you, does a tree produce fruit for its own benefit? No. No. Who gets to benefit from a tree having fruit? You see the animals or people? Everything around it. So that, that's another reason why we want the tree to keep growing, right? That's why yes. the Lord wanted to do that, right? Because the, the yes. bigger the tree gets, the more nourishment it gets to provide. Yes. But that's also shade. 
I mean, it's housing. It's so many different things. So many different things when the tree is allowed to flourish and fulfill the purpose that God gave it. It's so many things. I mean, we could sit here and name all the benefits and blessings that we get from a tree fulfilling its purpose and being allowed to grow to maturity. Mm. I love that oh, part you just brought up there, promise. As you were talking, I was reminded of um, in John 6, right? Because everything you're talking about also comes through faith, right? And that's, we have talked quite a bit about that. And there's no doubt that we will continue talking about faith until Christ returns. And with that, you brought up a, really in verse 22, right? Considering the goodness and severity of God, right? For those who fell, severity, but towards you, goodness. If you continue in his goodness, otherwise you'll be cut off, right? And you run into the, the why. But then, Dean, the question you you answered, brought up, or asked, excuse me, not answered. The question you asked, promise, resonated this part with me. It's in John 6, starting in verse 26. It says, Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. And then, of course, the crowd answers, asks and says to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus' response was this. Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he sent. Yes. Right? So, in there, Christ is talking about the bread, being the bread of life, the man in the wilderness, right? But also, he had fed the crowds. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, he's also talking about that. He'd already given them, right? Peter, in First Peter 2, 3, says it this way. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. The same thing is said in Psalms 34, 8, right? Taste and see that the Lord is good. And blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Right? Mm. So, we, like Israel, first saw the love of God through his works, through his blessing towards us. Right? And... Which, which was poured out before we actually knew him. And for us, it's about redemption on the cross, especially. That's, that's a key component in how we enter in. He redeemed us through his blood, which he shed. Mm-hmm. But also his resurrection. Amen. Because without that, it's, it's it didn't, moot. Exactly. It didn't stop there. He also rose from the dead. And ascended back into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Placed his blood on the mercy seat for us. Amen. But he did all this as he continues in verse 23 and 24. Of Romans chapter 11? Of Romans 11. Okay. Right. We were contrary to nature, to his nature. 
when he did this. All right, other places in scripture says how we were enemies. While we were yet sinners or enemies, he shed his blood for us. Christ died for the ungodly. So he always, and this is a, a pattern of the Lord, he always shows his goodness even before we recognize it and realize it. But we have to see with our spiritual eyes and hear with our spiritual ears to know and understand the things that the Lord is doing and has already done for us to recognize that. Hmm. And I can look at my own life and even the, you know, when I was backslidden and, and separated from the Lord, that the Lord had still done all these amazing things in my life that, well, I didn't recognize initially. Uh, and people were crediting the good things that came out to me. But as the Lord was drawing me back and, and near to him, you know, he began to open my eyes and my ears, and I was able to reflect on the things that had happened. And I saw the Lord's hand in all of it, even while I was an enemy to him. He was still doing amazing things and blessing and benefiting me and my life, not just my life, but those around me as a result of his blessing and benefit and favor on my life, even while I was apart from him. But it wasn't until I drew near that I was able to recognize and see those things and understand them in fullness. Hmm. Um. Were you, were you finished, sweetheart? Did you have something else you wanted to say? I can. No, so I just want to say this. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of this is to encourage people to, to seek the Lord, to ask him to reveal himself, because he will. He's already done all these amazing things for your life, right? And he's done it for us, the Gentiles, if you will, or those that were formerly Gentiles that are now grafted in to the vine and into the roots, which is Christ. Mm-hmm just like he'd already done for Israel long before they were even a nation. Hmm. But now they are like an older sibling to us that have been grafted in. So I would encourage you, just ask the Lord to reveal himself to you. And he will do it. He will do it. Mm-hmm. Lord, I just ask you right now in the name of Jesus to cause the eyes of their understanding to be enlightened. The people that are with question and seemingly unaware, unknowing of what's happening in their lives, why they are doing the things that they're doing or what can they do to do things better, God. Cause light to come in, your light, God, to shine upon their hearts right now in your name, Lord Jesus. I bind the hand of the enemy that would cause distraction, delusion, and delay in your purposes in their lives, God, in the name of Jesus. And I cast you out, devil. You get out in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I loose you to come in and to show them the truth of your word, the truth of your gospel, and to show them who they are in you, Jesus Christ. I love you, Lord, and I thank you. We bless your name, God. In Jesus' name, amen. We declare that finished, Lord. You know, as we were talking in the previous podcast, I was thinking about um, how we were talking about, you know, the, the sibling relationship that we have with Israel. We're in the same family, but we have different roles um, mm-hmm. because that's how, God is, uh, that's how God has designed it at this time. And um, it has its purpose before Amen. him. 
And so we've, we've been looking at the older siblings perspective, but I'm the youngest of my group of siblings that I grew up with. And I kind of have a different perspective than what it is to be an, an oldest child, because I don't know what that's like, <laughs> you know, um, my, so I have an older brother by marriage and two older sisters and I would watch them do things. I would watch them do things and I would see the outcomes that they got. So, so perhaps, and, and this is not to bring any shame or anything on my siblings, perhaps they did something wrong. And my, my nature, my personality is, is an observer, but I'm, I'm an internal thinker as well. But as a, a younger sibling, you're kind of in that position because there's time before you get up to take your turn to do certain things, you, you know, be it age or um, just timing. You don't get to do the same things at the same times that your siblings do, especially if there's an age gap of any um, note in between you. So I would watch my siblings do things and I would see, oh, okay, they stumbled there. They didn't make it. And then I would come back and devise another plan. And in my foolishness, you know, and my dad would always comment about this, how I observed my siblings, what they did, and then I would go a different route. But the thing that I missed was because of I was blinded was that I would still try to do the same sin that they did. I would just try to take a different route to get there. Does that make sense? <laughs> I was exactly identical <laughs> as the baby, except for my desire was to find a way to not get caught. I was going to... I was just going to add that. I was going to, I wanted to do the same sin, but I wanted to have a different outcome. I didn't want to get caught with my parents or the consequences of my sins, but I was blinded. I was blinded because it just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Now I can see it because the eyes of my understanding have been enlightened by the Messiah to go, Kamisha, that that's dumb. <laughs> you can't do the same things they're doing and expect a different outcome. The penalty of sin is death. Ultimately, yes. Cut and, cut and dry. Whether it's now or in the future, doesn't matter. It has been unleashed mm-hmm. to take its, to begin root and produce a fruit. I don't want that. So, as that was actually something I didn't realize I was doing. I never like consciously said, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to sin and do the same thing. I'm just going to get a different result. I didn't say that to myself consciously, but it didn't change the fact that that's what I did. It was a desire, but I putting words to it, to articulate it, I would have never sat down and told my dad, yeah, this is what I'm going to go do right now. (laughs) I'm going to do the same things they did. I just want a different result, a different outcome. But but think about the cultural influence we don't talk enough about. So my siblings never said, wow, as I, am now sitting here with my rear end smoking from where I got a spanking, (laughs) I recognized that the actions that I took were unwise and should not have been desired to begin with. Exactly. What they said was, dang, I got caught. That's right. Mm -hmm. There was never, so culturally I did not consider that what they did was something that is to be undesired. It was just something to do and not get caught. And so that, that became the object is still do it, but don't get caught. And so as we're examining the word here, we're examining Israel, and I'm looking you, you three in your eyeballs over there. Here's wisdom. Don't look at them to go, oh, you just didn't get away with it. 
but now I'm going to try it and it's going to work out differently for me because my name is Kamisha. So when I sin, it'll be a different outcome because God loves me more. No, no, no. That, that goes right to what we, we read in Galatians, right? Six, chapter six, seven and eight, verses seven and eight. I know they kind of all sounded run, run together, right? Galatians 6, 7, and 8. No, I just know you've had your finger there for a while waiting to bring that in. So that was a perfect segue. Well, well we went over this, uh, you know, in a previous episode. But, but of course, it bears, you know, merit and exact, backs up exactly what you're saying today, right? Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the f- flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Amen. Amen. So when we're examining Israel, and the Bible cautions us in uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, and you can, you can start at verse 5 and read down, but I'm just going to read verses 10 and 11. It says, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So when we're looking at what they did, not finding an opportunity for us ourselves to enact it because somehow we're better than them and the outcome will be different if we do it, which is also what Paul is referencing here. If God was, if he was, he did not tolerate or accept the way they approached him in unbelief, and he still required faith from them, he still requires faith from us. If he required that they love him and respect him and be obedient to him, then he requires the same from us. That is his expectation, but that's his standard. So not let me be disrespectful, but I'll just do it in a different way, God, under the guise of the blood of Jesus, under the blood, and I can disrespect you now. No, it doesn't work that way. But doing it or pursuing our life with him going, okay, God, let me see past. Yes, this is what the objective was, was to get away with it. You know, going back to that natural example we were talking about, it was, I made it my business to try to get away with it, but it was never without fail. My sin found me out. Be sure (laughs) that your sin will find you out became true. And that was true in my life until I came to my, my well, till God brought me to him in a, a real relationship. But I came to myself and said, that's not, I don't want any part of that. I want to do what honors you, God, and what pleases you. Am I perfect in that? No, not yet. But I'm working on it. I, I want to be there. I desire that of God. And I'm allowing the Lord to perfect his will in me. But as we're, we're examining the scriptures Please understand our objection is our objective is not to do the same thing Israel did, but just not get caught or just not have a penalty associated with it. Our objective is to do what it is that God truly desires of us. That way we inherit the blessing. We reap the reward that he's he's said is associated with it, which the ultimate thing is to please our father and have him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Just something you want to say, Dean? Well, yeah, the... You know, my, my my experience as a child was different because I actually did get away with it. Mm. I didn't get caught. I learned how to not get caught. I learned how to get caught in a lot of things. But it doesn't mean I escaped the consequences of my sin. <clears throat> I may not understand um, what those consequences are or were. 
you know, um, it doesn't mean I was consciously aware of what they what they were. Um, I think it's easy to uh, grasp. Um, unfortunately, the, the information is available for women. I think it should be available for men. But, uh, you know, that there's a direct correlation to the number of intimate partners that a woman has and her risk of ovarian and um, breast cancer. Hmm. So the more lovers she has, the more likely she is to have cancer. And there's a, there's a strong correlation. We don't talk about it. News doesn't talk about anybody talk about it. But, so, yeah, maybe you got away with it, but what did it do to your life? Mm-hmm. Right. So we always have to remember that. But it's, it's deeper than that. And that's the really big part to learn is it's not a question of um, not sinning. It's not a question of not doing wrong. It's not a question of whether I got away with it. It's not a question of escaping the consequences. It's a question of developing a relationship with my creator, God, my savior, Jesus, and my ho- the, and the Holy Spirit who lives inside of me, Amen. who wants me to have the fullness yeah. of all that he has. Not He's not limiting me in anything. And so that's that faith relationship that John's been talking about for the last three <laughs> episodes about faith, 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 faith. That's, that's the gateway. That's the doorway. That's where it all begins. Do we have a faith in our Father Creator, our Savior Jesus, in the Holy Spirit that tells us your ways are for my good? And I reject the others because I have faith in you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Amen, Dean. Mm-hmm. Amen. If you, so if you think about what you were articulating, Dean, so well, that it's not about the natural eyes that we escape. It's not about the you know, whose, whose eyes we'd pull the wool over or getting away for a moment. But be sure, right? Have you read that in, um, what's that, Galatians, sweetheart? Whatever we sow to the flesh. Yes, Galatians 6, uh, verse 8. Mm-hmm. That's the, whatever we sow to the flesh will reap of the flesh corruption. And whatever we sow in the spirit, we will reap of, or sow in the spirit, we will reap of the spirit everlasting life and that's what we're if we miss that then we miss the whole thing if we we miss the everlasting life we've missed it the whole enchilada to be i mean there's there's nothing outside of my communion and my relationship with him my fellowship with him that matters because without him i can do nothing without him we can do nothing but with him all things are possible when we trust when we believe him when we see the best about him and we reflect upon him wholly and accurately that he is good. And as you said, Mm -hmm. Dean, he wants nothing but the best for us, the nothing but the best, you know, there's in our humanity, there's no way that we could see all the penalties and consequences (laughs) of sowing to the flesh to know the depth and the breadth and the scope of what they are and how long they will stay with a person or what, generations they'll affect and touch afterwards there's no way that we could sit down and itemize that i mean well the law does a pretty good (laughs) a pretty good job of telling us all the consequences but even that the words that were are needed there's still things that were like i didn't know it meant that you know like what you referenced about the female's body what happens to her when she is um doing things outside of the marriage covenant and additionally add you know having a lot of sexual partners and what consequences it brings that one is totally invisible until it shows up with an effect. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's no trail that you can see. It looks like, oh, I'm getting away with this sin. It looks like, you know, um, 
this is the good life. It looks like, and, and that's what the enemy's job is to dissuade and dis, uh, delude people that the way contrary to God is what's good. It's fun. It's all of those things. And there's never a declaration of, yeah, these are all the consequences. You know, sin doesn't come with a, the, the smoking commercial speedy and you die you know, you know the man that reads all the language at the end of the commercial that all the, tell all us the super all, fine print <laughs> right the consequences and you know ultra fast verbiage but knowing that what god says is good it's complete it's thorough and his counsel is good for us to live by mm-hmm. and it will ensure that we have the very things that we would seek and desire to do without him He's given it all to us, everything that pertains to life and godliness. And he's given it without reproach. He's given it to us liberally. He's so generous towards us. Amen. Um, just very quickly, I was thinking about Paul when he was talking um, about the natural branch being brought back in and how it was contrary to nature. They took the wild branch and put it into the cultivated one. And it just caused me to think of um, how God doesn't, act as humans would we think in normal and natural terms when we're living without christ how quickly we get angry with somebody and write them off the minute they make a mistake and that that's the end there's no comeback from that you're just dust if you will and <laughs> how god is completely contrary to that and he doesn't cast us in w- away for the first mistake that we make but he is still gracious and merciful towards us and he still offers us um, a chance to come into him and I like the term an olive branch he offers us that friendship and that that um, little stepping stool to stand beside him and it just makes me happy to think about it like that mm-hmm. amen he is long <laughs> suffering I mean I don't even do him justice well let's also remember right and Dean you brought this up with the I'll say the custom or culture uh, with horticulture and grafting and branches, right? Fruitless branches, grafting them in would be pointless. It would still produce no fruit. But the Lord grafted us Gentiles that would believe on the Lord into the tree, right? We are grafted in, those who believe, right? And what did the Lord say? He said, desire is that you would bear what much, much fruit. fruit and that your fruit would remain, remain. Mm-hmm. it is twofold which makes it extremely powerful but again that as you brought up honey we can't do it of ourselves we can only do it through him working in through us mm-hmm. through his power through his authority through his blessing his covenant and our relationship with him working in and through every aspect of our lives, of our being. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. So can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today, and just thank you for everything that you've done for us, and just making where your arm's not too short, and that there's always room for more. And Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us that olive branch, that olive branch, so that we can come into you, and that you always forgive somebody. In the name of Jesus, Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. 
But we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.